I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. It's good to be with y'all again. It's always a blessing to be together as a family, as a body of Christ. It's always a blessing to be able to worship together. And our prayer is that it's been a sweet aroma to God already. I don't know if anyone in here has not has not felt lonely at any given time. I know that some of us struggle with that. But I was thinking about that idea of loneliness, and I read an article uh, in May of last year, from May of last year on ChristianHeadlines.com. Leah Hickman, the reporter, wrote the wrote the story. She she let let the readers know that a health insurer, Cigna, you may have heard that company, recently they conducted a survey on loneliness in the United States. And in the final report, about half of the 20,000 people who were interviewed said that they struggle with loneliness. And specifically, they said that they struggle sometimes or always feeling alone and left out. Study also found that two out of every five people who responded felt isolation, a lack of companionship, or a lack of meaning in their relationships. I think most of all us can relate to that. And I'm sure you've you felt this feeling possibly where you might have what you would say a lot of friends. I've got a lot of friends, but I feel so lonely. And maybe, on the other hand, you have felt like, well, I just have a few friends, but I never feel lonely because of those few friends and those relationships. Isolation. There are different reasons to feel isolated, different reasons to feel lonely. Someone might come down with an illness and then they, they lose their mobility or, or they don't have a, a way of tr transportation and so they just sit at home hoping that someone will take care of them. Or someone might lose a spouse or a loved one. And they go through this process of feeling lonely. And listen, in addition to, it, it, it has an impact on the quality of life. And this is interesting. I read, loneliness is the equivalent risk factor of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. 15 cigarettes a day, shortening a lifespan altogether by eight years physiologically. I read that in an article, Julian Holtz, Lundstad, October 18, 2017. It, that wasn't too long ago that she wrote it. So you think about this. The pain of loss has a profound impact on us. Loneliness, it takes a toll on us physically and emotionally and mentally. Sometimes we've got to address it if it's getting, getting to us more than, more than other times. You know, sometimes 
The symptom comes from, from, from the body. You can see it in the body. You can see it in the face. You can see it in the mind. But sometimes it's, it's a cry for help when you see it in the soul. When we lived in Holland, we worked with a church there, the Church of Christ in Eindhoven, the Netherlands. But they weren't called the Church of Christ literally in their language because there was already a group of people that called themselves the Church of Christ and they were, they were a little strange. They had a bad reputation. They were a little out of the part. They were just off. And so when the church is established in Holland and, and Belgium, they're trying to figure out what to call it. So they, they called it Gemeente van Christus, which literally means community of Christ. And you think about this idea of the church being connected, made of people, and being a community. And that's a good description of what the church is. And so tonight we're going to be thinking about this idea of the commun being part of the community of Christ, being part of a family, a body, being part of a group of people who should never individually feel lonely because that's not what God intended for us to feel. And so tonight we're going to look at a few things. Being part of the community of Christ can is so that hopefully, prayerfully, we can combat loneliness. And I hope these things that we're going to be discussing will help you if you're going through that through, through that um, difficult time of feeling lonely. So we start with the idea that community of Christ is a com connected people. God meant for our lives to be experienced together. You think about in the beginning, and he made man, and he, he made Adam, and what does he say in Genesis 2.18? It is not good for man to be alone. It's not good. God never intended for us to go through life alone. And so he, he makes woman for the man. He institutes marriage. He... he he goes on to, to uh, allow husbands and wives to have children and they truly love each other. And then into this union, children are born. And as the Bible is taught to them, they grow up to be productive Christians themselves. And we're surrounded by brothers and sisters because God made Adam and then he made Eve for him because it's not good to be alone. Going back to the article in the introduction, I talked about the group study. Group most prone to loneliness is what we call Generation Z. Born These people born in the mid-90s and the early 2000s, the Generation Z. This study showed that most that most People prone to loneliness fits into this generation. And we think about social media and we talk about it. And, and I've mentioned this before. We come down on the young people for social media. But man, adults, we, we are into it as much as anyone else, whatever age you want to think about. But the average number of followers per individual on Instagram, I found from workmacro.com, 150 now. Young people are looking around. I've got more than that. I don't. <laughs> Over 1 billion users on Instagram this year. They finally hit the 1 billion mark. Instagram, it's a social media platform, if you don't know what it is. 
But I was wondering, okay, who's the most connected person in the world as far as Instagram? Who has the most followers? And I found out last year, as of and not too long ago, do you, you think you know who it is? Someone's looking at me going, yeah, I know who it is. Actress, singer, I have no idea what she sings, what she's been in. Selena Gomez. 144 million people are connected to or following her on just Instagram alone. 144 million people, the most connected person on social media in the world. And then I read an article where she checked herself in last year to a, to a mental institution because she was experiencing depression and feelings of isolation and loneliness. The most connected person in the world from social media is lonely. You can have as many connections and still feel lonely. Connections on social media are not a substitute for real relationships. We understand that. We know that. But then we get caught up in that. In fact, research has demonstrated that people who spend less time looking at screens, more time having face-to-face -face social interactions, they will be less likely to be depressive or suicidal. Social connection, it, it helps us thrive. It helps us, it helps us get through life. It helps us, it helps us to get through the lonely and sad times. And that's the way that God intended for it to be. And we read things like Ecclesiastes 4, 9, two are better than one. Two are better than one. Luke 10, 1, after these things, the Lord appointed 70. So Jesus has sent out 12 apostles and they go out into the world. In Luke 10, he, it says that we read that Jesus sends out 70 people to go out into the area and proclaim. And get, get, he said, wherever I set my face, y'all go. And so he sends out 35 groups, two by two, out into the world, out into villages, and he sends them out, not by themselves, but together. And then they come back. Man, it's verse 17 of Luke 10. They are excited because great things have happened. But they did it together. Being together is vitally important. Mark 14, 33. What did Jesus is in distress? And who does he take? Peter, James, and John with him. Jesus become, becomes troubled and in distress. And so he reaches out and takes three of his closest followers with him because it's not good for someone to be alone when they're going through difficult times. Community of Christ is connected, made of connections. Community of Christ is caring. The Bible calls us a church, a group of people who believe in Christ, who have been baptized for the remission of our sins, baptized into Christ, the body of Christ. The Bible tells us that we should, as a church, function as God directed. And in that, that means nobody should be alone. Nobody should be alone. It's not the way God intended for it. Go ahead and look at uh, Colossians 2, 1 through 3. I'll give you a chance to get there to Colossians chapter 2. Wonderful little section of scripture in context to being alone as we talk about that. Tonight, Colossians chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. For I want you to know, 
Colossians 2, 1 through 3, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. For as, as many have not seen my face in the flesh, that they, now listen, their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father in whom are hidden all the treasures of the kingdom, uh, treasures of wisdom and knowledge, being knit together. I don't know how to knit. Tracy Batchelder knows how to knit, and I know some of the Albright girls, well, some, they, all, they may all know how to, how to knit. I'm not sure, but I sure don't. One time I learned how to crochet, it was, and, and I just got one strand, and that's all I got. I never, I never figured the rest out. But I look at something knitted, and it is, it, it, it's, the, the strings are entwined in each other. And a process has gone through to take these needles and put this yarn or thread or whatever you're knitting with and put it through each loop and each hole and you're weaving and it's coming together and, it, it, and eventually there is a piece of material that is woven together one stitch at a time. And that's the way we need to be. Being knit together in love. Whose love? Our love. God's love. And we take these elements and we go through life and we become intertwined in each other's life. And eventually, as we go through this life as Christians, we're connected. And not just connected, but really connected. Intertwined with each other. We have a lot of relationships in the world, but Christian relationships are absolutely not like worldly relationships. Absolutely not. You know, we're, we're not knit together just because we all went to the same university. We're not knit together because we've all come from the same socioeconomic background. We're not knit together because we all have joined the same clubs and gone to the same movies. That's not what knits us together. What knits us together is God's love and our love for each other, our companionship. And, and listen to uh, Galatians 3, 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, we're all bound. We all have something in common that binds us together, that knits us together, and that's Christ his love for us and our love for him that brings us together and that unifies us. So we share these things in common. We share faith together. Oh, we share hope together. And that's something awesome to share together. Looking forward to heaven, we share our faith together and we share our love all based on Jesus. We're all anticipating going to heaven. We're all, we have aspirations of spending eternity with God. And we're not going alone. We're going with each other. And we can all be excited about that. You know, movies come out, and Chandler kind of teases me about this, but, but I get so, if I go to a movie and then they show a trailer, they show a preview for a movie, and I get excited, and it is and it is what, in March 2019, and then the trailer says, coming in November. Oh, I don't know why they do that. 
But the, the idea is to get you to look forward to something. And if you like those, those movies together, you may even organize a, a night to go or a time to go all together and see this movie that you've been waiting for for nine months. But we, we're waiting for heaven. And we're excited about it. And it's not just a few people who are interested in it. It's all of us. And we're excited. And it's a huge goal to obtain, but it is greater than any worldly goal, any physical goal, any material goal. And it's all based on us being knit together. There are a lot of one another, uh, one another, go back, one another verses in the Bible. We have 1 Corinthians 12, care for one another. Ephesians 4, 32, forgive one another. Love one another. 1 Thessalonians 4, comfort one another. Edify each other. Exhort one another. Loneliness, it doesn't say be lonely with one another. It doesn't say get isolated with one another and spread apart and, and, and make sure that you're not connected. or knit. It says exhort one another. Edify. Be together. We're a spiritual family, but we're called out to be a spiritual family and a family that cares. The community of Christ is a caring, is a caring community. So we look at 1 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 and then notice some emphasis on here. Why, why, what's our purpose in life and a way to be comforted? in our tribulation, but why that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which, with, with, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Family realizes we care about each other and we realize what we need. We realize where, where we're hurting and we realize where our burdens are and then we realize and rejoice in one another's successes. What's it going to take to, to, show, to be a caring community? Well, we've got to know each other. We've got to spend time in each other's life. We've got to get connected to each other in the local church, in the, in the, in the universal church. Because we're all connected and we're all knit together. Finally, the community of Christ is concerned. Concerned. You can, you can care about something, I'm interested in it, and I, I deem it highly important, but to be concerned. Proverbs 23, 7, for, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, loneliness is a state of mind. It is emotional. It, is, it, it has physical problems that come along with it, but it all starts in the head. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, one of the easiest things to do when you start feeling lonely, the easiest thing, and, I th and it might even stem from this, feeling sorry for ourselves. Oh, it's so easy. We feel sorry for ourselves, and then we kind of back off, and then we stop being active as Christians. And then, you know what the best thing is? best thing is to focus on other people and do things for other people and look around for opportunities to serve other people and you think about those people who are connected emotionally and physically they they do things for other people they other people spend time with them doing things and you will see not sad people not lonely people not self-lamenting you will see people who are happy and enjoying each other 
because they bear responsibility for those people who are struggling. You know, sometimes people end up being lonely and it's circumstances that they can't control. And, and notice this, sometimes people end up being alone, but they don't have to be lonely. But sometimes we're alone. We get transferred to a new job. We move. Our children move with us and, and they, they, they feel alone. But they don't have to feel lonely. We don't have to feel lonely. Social networks, <laughs> friendships, they have an impact on reducing the risk of mortality. The, the social networks, I'm not talking about, about media. I'm talking about friendships. They can help us not die. Now, we're all going to die eventually, but the, the, the friendships that we have and they grow, they can help us physically. They can help us when we are ill. And, and studies have shown that people who fall ill and have a network of friends to support them, they over, by and large, they get over it quicker. According to a study I found in 2010, I want us to notice some things. Loneliness and physical health, and these are statistics, and you can, you can find, you can just write down all of the references. It increases the likelihood of mortality by 26%. has an impact, well-known risk factors, just like cigarette smoking. It's associated with, with a heightened risk of coronary disease, increases the risk of high blood pressure, and then increases the possibility that someone ends up with a disability. Loneliness, mental health, greater greater propensity for people to have cognitive decline. And notice again, people have... 60, lonely people have 64% increased chance of developing clinical dementia to depression and predictive, you see this last one, predictive of suicide at an older age, loneliness. So it's not just a condition that we have to maybe kind of deal with and get over and hopefully, no, we get connected we get healthier, we get mentally stable, we get emotionally sta more stable. Notice these few scriptures, this last scripture we're going to look at. Blessed is he who considers the poor, Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. You think about that this idea, you look at Psalm 41.1 and you think about this idea. You get connected to someone and you in, your, your life is woven together with other Christian lives and something terrible happens to you and what happens with other people? They come to you and they. how many times have we seen this? We're seeing it now with people who were fringe members here, you might say, but they're being drawn in because they're going through physical difficulties and Graber Road Christians are reaching out to them. And delivering them in times of trouble. 1 Corinthians 12, 26. If one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. That's the way it happens when you're knit together. One member is honored and the other members rejoice with it. Because that's the way it happens when we're knit together. And we're reaching out. We need to be reaching out and making connections. Or, or, or get those connections reconnected. It's a great remedy for, for loneliness in 1 Corinthians 15, 58 refers to stuff to works like this as doing 
the work of the Lord. So as we look at this, community of Christ is, is uh, connected. The community of Christ is caring. The community of Christ is concerned. You know, loneliness isn't a sin. It's not a sin. It's part of being human. Just like sadness and joy. We will feel lonely at different times. And if we let it, loneliness will cripple us. Will make us immobile in different ways. But we get connected to Christ. And that connects us to other people. And those other people, you, me, and others connected to Christ. We know what loneliness is. As we wrap this up, you think about this. Jesus experienced the loneliness, the loneliest of loneliness. When he's dying on the cross and he is disconnected from his father to whom he had been connected from the beginning. And now he's disconnected. And he is, without a doubt, the most lonely person in the world at that moment. But why in the world would he do this? He did this so that we can be connected to Him. And He did this so when we get connected to Him, we're connected, knit, woven with each other. Because Christians were meant to be connected. Some of us as Christians, we disconnect ourselves. We do that intentionally sometimes. Sometimes we do it unintentionally. But if you have been a productive, if you have been a faithful member of the body of Christ and you start distancing yourself for one reason or another, you will feel, feel lonely, disconnected. You will feel sad because you're not with and you may feel guilt because you are not connected to the body of Christ the way that you need to be. Reconnect. And if you're here tonight, reconnect. If you're a Christian who has distanced yourself for any reason, repent of that reason and then come back. But if you're not a, if you're not a Christian, you've never been baptized for the forgiveness of you, you've never been baptized into Christ, you've never been connected to Him, but you know what you need to do in order to, to get connected, I challenge you to do that. I urge you to do that. If there are any other needs that can be met as we offer this invitation, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.